Welcome, I am Rayanne Hall, and this is The Optimistic Choice. Today's guest is Dean Bouchot, and our topic is overcoming anxiety um, using optimism. Thanks, Dean. Welcome. Well, thank you. This is a great subject, and it's something I've thought a lot about for many years, so uh, I think everyone's going to be able to relate to it. So yeah, I'm excited for the discussion. Hopefully, we can bring some value to your audience. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I know everybody's suffering, especially the last year. It's been even people who suffered frequently before. Now it's become like an obsession. So yeah, it's it's definitely real for everybody, I think. Oh, yeah. Like you said, and with the pandemic, it's just raised that um, awareness of what anxiety can do to us. And I'm, I'm really excited to get into the topic of it. But before we get into that even more, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, your backstory. Well, I got a question for you quick. Uh, why, why did you start your podcast? It's, uh, it's, it's kind of about the optimistic choice. I like that, but I've listened to a lot of your podcasts. I've never heard why you actually started it. As you know, my husband went through cancer last July. Last They took half his liver and it was a yeah. big, huge ordeal. I've always been an optimistic, I, in the color code, I don't know if you know the color code personality, I'm a yellow. Yellows are enthusiastic no, and optimistic. So that's kind of always been a theme. Oh, you, I got to tell you all about, I'm a certified color code trainer. It, it is okay. the best. Oh man, I could go an hour for that, but we're not going to go into that. But that's kind of my personality anyway. But then when we were meeting with the doctors, they kept saying, well, we're optimistic about this. And boy, was that just infusing us with hope, you know? Nice. And, and I just thought I've always felt like I should be optimistic about everything and that it's a choice. And it just kind of came together. And I thought, I know there's lots of other people going through things similar to what we did. So why don't I go out and see how they're using optimism to get through everything? Okay, so you, your podcast is called Back in Charge Mindset. Back in right? Charge Mindset Podcast, yeah. That is so cool. And everything is about mindset, really. I mean, so much, so much is determined by our mindset. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and your backstory. Well, I'll speak to a little bit from the position of anxiety. So I grew up, and I think this is important to know, like when people start their lives, um, they develop a lot of beliefs, right? Limiting beliefs. Uh, you've talked about that in your show. One of the couple beliefs that I started my life out with was the world is dangerous and something bad's going to happen. And the other one that, that I discovered in myself is that, you know, the world is full of scarcity, this finite resources, finite happiness. You know, it's life is hard. It's survival. Money is hard to come by. So I kind of lived my whole life based on that perspective, right? Mm -hmm. So that's an important thing for people to realize. It's just like, well, how are you looking at life to begin with? It's just like, if you're looking at life, for example, life is dangerous, which is one of my limiting beliefs I discovered. You're basically, your bucket of the world is dangerous is already full. So it doesn't take much to trigger you and it's overflowing, right? So you're not even giving life a chance because it's not true that life is dangerous. Um, it's not true that it's safe either, but you know, it doesn't mean it's dangerous, right? So just taking that part of it out and looking at life from a whole different perspective changes everything everything a lot of the problems you worried about completely go away so i noticed that in myself when i was younger when i got older i started a business and now that completely multiplied the, the amount of times that i could get triggered within those limiting beliefs so i went through living this life with this business it got miserable it was very stressful it was anxious uh just because there's so many opportunities to worry so many opportunities to control things 
and it just got terrible. I just, uh, it was just complete suffering. And what I would say to the audience is, you know, I don't have any great examples of bad things that happened. I mean, there were things that happened, but compared to people who have real problems, you know, like people starving is people getting beat and killed. Right. You know, like I can't compare to that, but people go through anxiety where it feels it's like that bad, you know, it's, it can be a very dark, very, very hard place to be. And on top of that, it's a very scary place to be if you don't know what to do. And that's where I was, you know, there's a saying that says, we change when the pain of staying the same exceeds the pain of changing. So basically, like the pain of where I was, I was willing to do anything. I didn't know if I should go on medication. I don't know if, you know, what to do. I had no idea. And so that's kind of how it started for me. And as in, it got very, very bad. And then I just kind of started working my way out of it from there. Oh, wow. What, what kind of helped you move forward once you realized that you had this situation with anxiety? What kind of, how did you get through that initial? Yeah, well, well of it? yeah, there was nothing fast about it. But what I can tell you this is I have a higher power. My higher power is God. So, but this could relate to anybody who has any kind of a higher power. But when you have a higher power, like God, you're going to God, right? You're praying to God. Like, and it's, it's really, you end up having a very unhealthy relationship with God because it's really a begging relationship. And it's really, I'm a victim to, is God going to help me or is he not going to help me? So you're in a very scary place and you're begging God. I'm asking God to help me get through this. I'm asking him to take the problems away. And then when he won't do that, I'm just begging him, please just give me an hour of peace just so I can get through the next hour. And he never really was there for any of that. And it, it wasn't until years later, I looked back and I goes like, wow, no, God actually was there. He didn't help me, but he showed me and guided me exactly what I needed to do to overcome it myself. So that was very humbling by looking back and seeing that. But the big takeaway from that was number one, God's going to guide you or your higher power is going to guide you where you need to go. So just have some faith in that process. And, you know, whether you're li listening to podcasts or reading books, you want to position yourself to get the information. So by doing things like that, you're positioning yourself and you'll start. There's so much information out there that it's hard to keep track of, like, what do I work on? Right. But you can go on just the feeling like what feels right to you. And then you'll start seeing a repeated message that comes to you that resonates with you. You may hear it in a book and then you're talking to someone the next day and they say some, something similar. And, and it's like, ah, oh, this is where I'm guided to go. And then you work on it. But ultimately what I learned with the relationship with God part of this, um, which isn't what got me through it, it, it's what he brought me to. But what I realized was when you're in a begging survival relationship with God, um, you're asking him for all the stuff that he's already given you. You're asking him for peace. You're asking him for happiness. You're asking him for solutions. All the stuff that you're begging him for, you don't realize you already have, he's already gifted you with all that stuff in you as a soul, right? It kind of came pre-installed with the spirit that God put in your body, right? And I like to think of things from like the ego versus the soul perspective. And it's kind of like, I'll give you an example. Like if you just say someone's in like a romantic relationship, for example, and they're loving this person. And all of a sudden, one day, this person decides to go somewhere else and they're not in the relationship anymore. I think everyone can relate to that kind of scenario. And then you're feeling crushed, right? You're feeling sad. You're feeling depressed. You're feeling there's all kinds of questions in your mind. You're missing what you had with that person, which was this deep love, this deep feeling of just, you know, pure bliss. And what you're not realizing is that that person was never the source of that feeling that you love. You have always had that feeling inside you. They were just the catalyst to bring it out in you. So when you start getting that and you start listening to your self-development stuff and they're all telling you that, hey, your happiness is not outside you, 
Um, it's always been inside you. That's what they're talking about is all those feelings you want and that you're seeking after have, have already been pre-installed in you. You just have to now go, now go inside and find them. And you have everything you need already inside you. So that was a big realization for me that like, I didn't need a beg. I may go to God and go, hey, help me see this stuff myself. And I may be ready for divine direction. But as far as ha the platform to work off of, he's already gifted you with that. Yes. Oh, I completely agree. I feel like when I go to face things, I realize that everything I need to face it is already right inside me. It takes exactly. me a while to figure it out sometimes and to remember that, but he has gifted us with the abilities, talents and um, perspective and, and drive, you know, like we all have individual gifts and talents, if you will, and they all are going to help us face what we need to face. But also what I like what you said is that he, maybe he didn't help you, but at the same time he did because he helped, he guided you to find the answers for yourself. Cause you kind of, it sounded like you said, you recognized that he had helped you figure it out for yourself. Is that right? Yeah. And that's exactly, that's exactly right. And, you know, like I said, a lot of people have a survival relationship with God. They're going to him when they need something and they're like, they're putting their order in and what, and hoping he gives them back. And they're guessing like last time you helped me, is he going to help me this time? I, I don't know. But what you re don't realize is everything you've asked for, he's already helped you with, he's already given it to you. But in my process, God also doesn't want to be, he doesn't want you to be a robot. He wants you to teach you to be your own being, your own person who can work through things and be creative and, and create some cool stuff in your life. And he's there with you to guide you and be there in addition to that, kind of partner with you, kind of co-create with you. But he doesn't want to be the master of like you're the slave and he has to give you everything. So when you look at it from that perspective, he will teach you how to do that and how to be that person on your own. And then you have a really cool relationship with him because you have your own drive. You're not desperate. You're not panicking. You're not begging him. You're just realizing who you really are, which is that spirit. Connect with your spirit. You're also connected with God and you can do some cool stuff. But the problem is we're all running predominantly by our ego side. You know, and our ego side is we, we misidentify ourselves by the feelings we feel as us. You know, I'm depressed. I'm stressed. I'm, I'm broken. I'm not having a great day. That's none of that's you. That's just your ego side. So when you can realize that, the person in your head that's listening to those voices is the soul and you don't have to identify those things as you, you can just observe them and your ego has a place. It's not a bad thing, but when you start realizing that it's, it was never meant to be the captain of the ship, but for everybody it's running their lives. And you know, the ego is tainted towards survival. So everything's panic, everything's life or death, everything's fight or flight. It's not interested in being happy and helping you be happy. It's helping you survive. And there's a lot of other functions to it. But essentially, like I said, it's never meant to be the captain of the ship. So when you start running your life as you're the soul, and there's a lot of different ways to do that, but you start feeling your way through life and you start finding the essence of why you're on the earth. So it's, it's a real special, fun place to be. And uh, yeah, that's really this discovery. Yeah. And that whole free agency that um, the way, the freedom to experience life, the way we want to go after it, and um, having him as a co-pilot or however you want to call it, an advocate, um, he, he definitely is there to, well, this, these are my beliefs anyway, that he's going to be there sure. every step of the way. And um, it's, 
you know, some people say you do all you can and then he makes up the difference. For me, he is the difference. It's through the whole process. And it's it's tapping it into where I can feel it when I'm in the middle of those trials or those hard moments. It's, it's quieting myself down so that I can tap into that strength. But it's always there. I'm like, you know, the footprints in the sand. He was with you the whole time. I just love that poem. It's kind of when you said that, it reminded me. You look back and you could see that really he was there guiding you and helping you to find the answers on your own. Because we aren't robots, like you said. I mean, yeah. I, it's not like you just accept him and then life is over. You, you know, he's done everything and it's over. Because there is such thing as... Um, progressing as a person and finding fulfillment and that takes effort and that takes choices and that takes actions and and he's not we're not robots he's not controlling all of those because of our exactly. free so it's kind of a fun theology uh lesson we're you know discussion that we're having here <laughs> but i totally yeah. relate to what you're saying <laughs> yeah and the principles work for people who aren't of christian faith too i mean the same principles you know align with it perfectly also but you know, along with what you're saying, you said you like to get quiet. And when you get in quiet, you know, you're disassociating yourself by your limited sense of self, your false self, which is your ego, right? So when you get in quiet, you're getting this kind of a knowing of who you are. And, you know, people like to talk about like God sent me to the earth to go through all these trials and do these certain things. Well, actually, you decided to come to earth and do all that stuff. You raised your hand, you volunteered to do it. You're excited to come and you're ambitious. You even took on trials and tribulations and you took on great things that you're going to have to go through to really position yourself for the true mantle of what your, um, you know, your purpose is on the earth. So, you know, sometimes people act a little bit of a victim to God, like he sent me and why is he doing this to me? But really we rose our hand and we chose it. And yes, he was part of it. Of course, he was encouraging us and bringing us down here. But if you take some responsibility for what you're going through as, yeah, you know, I think I chose this, I, you know, I came here. Everything that's happened to me is happening for a reason. There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with the situation you're in. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. And you start trusting life a little bit. You start trusting, you know, God or whatever you want to call it, whatever your belief system is, you start trusting everything you go for is for your better and greater good. It's not, you know, sometimes, you know, people call it growth, which is, it is growth, but that's a trigger word for a lot of people. So, but ultimately it's for your greater good. And however it ends up, it doesn't matter because it's for exactly where you wanted to be. And when you start trusting and leaning on that a little bit, it starts giving you some relief. Like, I don't have to figure this all out. And life, life is just going to guide me and take me where I need to go. It's just my opinion on what's going on that's causing the suffering. It's not actually what's happening. And that was a big realization, which helped me. And that gets into mindset. Because when, when you get focused on, sometimes our fears and anxieties can get bigger and bigger because our mind is not tight it's stuck in the on um, what you're fearing or do you agree with that or or can you speak to that yeah. a little bit because i know your podcast all about mindset yeah yeah it's definitely about that i mean it's all about that and that's mainly what i really focus about on um, the rest of the stuff we just talked about is just just to me just really a given so specifically um like for example your podcast is called the optimistic choice right so when you first start getting into self-development is what really saved me and got me through anxiety it's not completely gone. It's still something I deal with every now and again, but it's not crippling like it used to be. It's not habitual. But the first thing you start learning in mindset is that, yeah, be optimistic and be positive. And that's a great intention. It's a great place to be. It's a great way to live. But the approach that most people take with optimism or um, positive thinking doesn't work. I think a lot of people can relate to this because when you're in this very heat of the moment situation, when you're struggling, 
and you're forcing yourself to be optimistic or you're forcing yourself to be positive thinking, it, it, it really doesn't. I mean, sometimes it works. It kind of works sometimes. Best case scenario, it's temporary. Um, it does work as a lifestyle and as a um, intention. But the problem is we're using it as a fix. Basically, what's driving you to be positive is the fact that you don't like some where you're at, right? And mm-hmm. when you don't like where you're at, you're unhappy, right? So you're basically declaring that I don't like where I'm at, I'm unhappy. And now I have to have time pass before I can get to where I can be happy. And whenever you start involving time, you start involving suffering. So essentially, if you're approaching what's driving you to be positive is coming from a position of, like I say, lack or I, where I don't want to be, you're basically in resistance. And to me, whenever you're in resistance, you get suffering. It's like a mathematical equation, right? Resistance equals suffering. Suffering equals resistance. So when you're in, in when you're suffering, you're in resistance to where you're at. So you're not in no position to use like self-development techniques. There's lots of tools and techniques you can learn online of how to make yourself feel better. Um, even faith doesn't work when you're in that position because you haven't accepted where you're at. So this took me a long time to learn this. I went through Ooh, like, eight- that's important. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, no, that's a big one, except where you're at. Keep going. Yeah. So that really is the defining factor. Cause like I say, I went through eight years of just, I'm talking hundreds of books and hundreds and hundreds of podcasts. And I'm talking mm-hmm. hours every day. I mean, I was just desperate to find it out. And Again, you'll learn the affirmations, you'll learn like law of attraction, you'll learn tapping, these all these techniques, which are great, and they all work just like optimism works and positive thinking works, but it only works when you're posi- coming in from a position of peace or a neutral mindset. If you're using it as a fix, then basically you, you're, you're trying to fix resistance, right? You're trying to fix suffering. And when, you, uh-huh. when that's what you're creating, you're basically you're searching for a solution. And you'll never find a solution when you, you're finding something based on a lie. because you, you, The lie is that you, you're stressed out or that you're not good enough or that this isn't where you're supposed to be. And the, the, the freedom is always behind the truth. Wherever yes. you're at, is, you're exactly, exactly where you're supposed to be, no matter what's happening. So if you can accept that and you can just trust the process. I mean, I still stumble on this. It wasn't like a few weeks ago, I was stressed out. I'm like, I can't wait to get to go home and, and meditate because I know it's going to pull me out of it and make me feel good. And sometimes it does. And mostly when I meditate, I'm already at peace. So it's a great experience. But when I'm doing it from a position of I'm trying to fix my feelings that I don't like in me, it doesn't work. And I was, I was getting frustrated just a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, why is this not working? I can normally I can do it within 20, 30 minutes. I'm feeling great. In fact, I'll just keep on doing it. I feel, I'm in such a good place. But I realized that it finally clicked to me. It's like the reason you're doing it is to fix your resistance to how you feel. So the key is oh, before I meditate, I need to come back and get, become full acceptance of where, I, where I'm at, right? So I need to fully accept, I need to fully allow, I need to surrender, I need to let go, whatever word you want to use. But wherever you're at, there's nothing wrong where you're at, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. If you can get to peace from that position, then all the tools work, the optimism works, the, the be positive works. And there's so many other tools, including faith, that only works when you start off from that position. Oh, that's so wonderful. Oh my gosh, it's so powerful. And there's something about the way our brain works when you can relax your mind a little bit about something. Because when I, I've said this many times, but when emotions run high, logic is low. And um, exactly. I, I love the idea of surrendering to what is and being fully present and um, taking out resistance because when you have that high resistance, your your emotions are higher. You're and suffering. You're suffering. And so just accepting it, 
uh, I just love what you're saying. Um, relaxing the mind can help you actually get to a place where you can, like you said, use optimism, do tapping, do all these things that are out there that are wonderful. But there's something about finding that moment of being really real and just accepting what is right now and, and saying, it's okay. And there's this Christian song um, I was just reminded of this morning because this morning I was struggling a little bit in my prayer group. My my good friend reminded me of this Christian song and it says, maybe it's okay if I'm not okay. Because exactly. you know what you're what you're saying is you it's where you're at is where you're supposed to be. That you were saying something like that, and it reminded me of that song. Maybe it's okay if I'm not okay. Because we're not perfect and we're not robots and you know yeah. we're going through life and there's all kinds of things thrown at us and we're definitely bombarded by media and all kinds of toxic environments there's lots of stuff coming at us so to get to that moment where you're just being real i just find that super powerful so i, I was just going to add, add to that and just say this is a very very important piece that i missed for many years of using the techniques, like I said, they would kind of work. Sometimes they would work, but their best case scenario is temporary. So this is such a powerful thing. I mean, I learned it early on, but I just didn't give it value that you have to start from that acceptance first. And if you remember that acceptance, basically suffering again comes from resistance. So what's the opposite of resistance? It would be accepting, right? So if you take it even yeah. to another step, it'd be welcoming. And if you don't get that if you're searching for, if you wake up and you're feeling bad or you're feeling stressed out or you're feeling not good enough or whatever it's going to be, if you're now chasing a solution, you've lost. The solution is never, you're looking outside of you. You haven't accepted where you're at. And so basically, if suffering is resistance, you need to figure out like within your situation, which is a very difficult situation for somebody if they're suffering, where are you resisting? Because that, that can be a challenge. Even if you buy into this concept, which is true, pro I promise. I, I've, I've just worked with this so many times, but even if you buy into the concept and you're now like, okay, I have this big situation that just came up, I'm stressed out and I'm trying to accept this. A lot of times you can't, you can't find that acceptance. But the truth is, if you can go even a step further and just welcome it, which is counterintuitive to what your ego wants to hear, it really collapses all that pain. But the key is, is like, what am I, what do I have resistance to? Because sometimes you don't know. So it's either you're going to have resistance to what's happening. So you need to just accept, okay, whatever's happening, I'm not condoning it. I don't necessarily want it. I don't necessarily like, like it, but I'm going to accept that it's happening. Mm. That's one form of acceptance. So when you play with it, you can kind of go, where am I, am I resisting that it's just happening? The second form is, Am I resisting the feelings I'm feeling? Because normally I got this problem I got to solve and now I got to solve the problem of me being stressed out. So sometimes if you can play around the idea, like I'm just accepting, like this is a hard situation. And of course, I'm going to feel terrible. Of course, I'm going to feel stressed out. And not only that, I'm welcoming the stress because it's valid. And when you welcome it, let it come in, then it's going to dissolve. But if it doesn't, then you want to go to the third one. And the third for form of resistance or acceptance is just going to go like, I have no idea what's going to happen. And I want my body to stop trying to figure it out because that's the job of the ego. It's always trying to predict. It's always trying to figure out. And if you can just say like, I just, I don't know. And I'm okay with not knowing. That is another form of acceptance. So play around with those three. Then you can figure out where you're resisting. You can figure out where your, your uh, relief is for peace. And then you have a platform to work on for all these other things we talked about. Oh yeah. It frees you up. It just will free you up. It's like that. I keep thinking of that song by Rascal Flatts. Um, finally found the beauty of just letting go. It's just, exactly. it's just 
like it rings in my head all the time like finally found the beauty of just letting go <laughs> and like it just like floats me makes me float away just let it go like i'm overthinking it i i'm just let it go and like you were saying just get present be real accept and stop resisting i just love what you're saying it's very powerful so it, do you have any gratitude for the experiences that you have with anxiety has it changed your life made you appreciate anything more or something along those lines. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I, th I think it's part of my experience. It's part of probably what I signed up for on this earth. It's, it's positioning me for a lot of things in my life. It's, um, it's letting me help other people and show them how to get out of it. But uh, yeah, I'm grateful for it because my import, most important thing on this earth is the, the mission I came to the earth to do. I talked about that a little earlier. And uh, so this is just part of it. So I just it's accept it. I, I don't judge it as good or bad. It's just something to work through. And it's really brought me closer to God. It's, it's, it's brought me closer to myself, my, my true self, my higher self. And um, I mean, I'm just so grateful that I've been able to overcome a lot of it too. So yeah, it's, it's oh, just yeah. all gratitude. And, and you know, that compassion piece and that empathy, really empathy is so powerful having gone through it, you've walked, you know, and everyone walks it in their own way, but you can reach out to someone more authentically. Like for me, it's overcoming sexual abuse as a child. When I, when I talk to other young women who, who've gone through it and they're recently going through it, it's like, okay, let's talk. Let, let me, let me fill you up. Let me listen. Let me listen, you know, yeah. because I have true empathy. I know it's always different situation. There's always a few little variables there, but <clears throat> at the heart of it, like I, I feel grateful for what I went through because of the same reason, like I, I can be completely real and it doesn't make me right. any bit uncomfortable. And I have no judgment on you because you've been through that, you know, like, whereas some people it's like, Oh, I got to get away from like, you know, when they don't have sure. the understanding and the appreciation for the difficult situation, they just want out because they don't have the ability to show up for it. Whereas I, I'm completely present, like, okay, let's talk, you know, I'm here for you. And then especially, I think it's um, part of our life experiences, like you said, helping other people when you've walked it and you get to help other people, it just makes it more meaningful that you had to go through the walk, something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then that just speaks to what I was talking about earlier. Like when you're in a situation, like nothing is wrong. Um, you know, you can look back at that now and go, wow, that's really positioned me to really help these other people. It's made you authentic to the mantle of being able to understand that. I mean, someone can go to college and try and teach that to someone they would never get it like you could. Right. Exactly. So, at, at the end of the day, was that really a bad thing that happened? I mean, it is obviously a terrible, bad thing. Yeah. Society wise. But if you can just accept it did happen and well, mm -hmm. what can I do with that now? And so that's, that's where I just accepting the way life unfolds for you is part of your journey and it's for your better good. And now it's obviously for the better good of a lot of people. Cause look at, look at what you've done with the, with the young woman, but it's also your podcast. It's, you know, all your experiences have provided that now. So were they bad? You know what I mean? Exactly. So, it was just part of my life, you know, and I'm so not stuck in it. And that's what some people misunderstand when I mention it. I have no, there's no bad energy around it for me anymore. Like, it's not like I'm mentioning it because, oh, poor, poor, pitiful me. Sure. I'm just saying that was like, you're, we're talking about your anxiety. That was one of my big things and yeah. um, I'm completely over it. But 
I am grateful to share with other people how I press forward. And there are for me, you know, for with abuse, there's there's long-term effects that can happen, but I don't stay stuck in them. I have the tools to work mm-hmm. through them and surrendering is one yeah. of them. Surrendering not to that it was okay that it happened, but surrendering to the lessons learned and moving forward. Yeah. You know, the and fact that, that it, the fact that it did happen, you surrender to. It's like okay, obviously, I wouldn't want it. It's a terrible thing. I wouldn't want anyone to go through it, but exactly. it did happen, so I can accept that. And you intentionally aren't charged because you've accepted it, and now you can yeah. actually do do something with it. So that's that. You're a great example of that. Forgiveness is a good one. You know, for my situation, but, um, I think to forgiving ourselves when we go through anxiety and all of these things, because sometimes that can create more anxiety in us when we're having a struggle with our own relationship with ourselves, <laughs> that comes back into that whole idea of surrendering and accepting what is right here, right now and loving yourself through it. There's a self-compassion piece that yeah. needs to be addressed there often. I think that's what I was going to say. Compassion for yourself while you're going through it, while you're struggling, like during your stress, during your struggle, it's like nothing's wrong with you. That just you're struggling. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Like have some compassion for that side of you that's having a hard time getting over it. And then the other side of you, your soul can lean on trust. And this is happening for a reason. But you have two parts of you. So give space to both of them. And you're exactly where you're supposed to be. It's okay. Yeah. So good. So good. Well, has how else has optimism shown up in your life? I always like to ask that before I do my final thoughts. Well, like I said, when I get to the pl- a platform of accepting, then, I mean, the whole world changes with optimism. It's just, it's an intention that you're putting out there and it's a direction you're going. And when you set that direction, then when you find it, and then, you know, there's a whole different discussion we, we don't have time to get into today, but when you are optimistic, you're attracting optimistic, um, you know, events in your life. You, when you're thankful, you attract more thankful events in your life. You know, it's got to do with law of attraction which perfectly aligns with the same principle of faith. So whatever belief system you're in, it works. But when you get in that mindset, that's what you start having as a reality. But you just have to start from a neutral place and not from a resistance place. So it's awesome. Yes. So good. And, and it does, it does help with that mindset because if you're feeling down in the dumps, optimism can kind of like, if you, I feel like what sparks optimism is hope, a little bit of gratitude. Yeah it kind of breeds some hope into it. Like it always starts with gratitude for me. Like I start to feel, okay, I'm really grateful for these things. And then I start to feel just a little bit more hopeful. And then I start to feel like more optimistic about, okay, everything really is okay. <laughs> and it's going to be great. Exactly. I'm gonna, whatever needs to be fixed, I can work on it and just keep going. And so it is a powerful force. Well, I always like to do these final thoughts and thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, of course. Before I go into final thoughts, any last pearls of wisdom on anxiety that you didn't touch on? I just like to just open think, the window. Yeah, I just think forget about all the tools, forget about all solutions. If you're looking for a solution, you, you're not going to find it. Uh, it starts with full acceptance, fully allowing. Um and then, and then you work on it. You're naturally going to want to evolve. You're naturally going to want to become great. Um, it doesn't mean you're accepting where you're at is like, this is where I'm stuck. It's just like, I'm accepting where I am at the same time. I am pursuing being the best version of myself and living a unique life. So you can do both at the same time. And it's just a beautiful thing. But if, if you, again, if you're looking for the solution, not like, I don't feel good today. What's the solution again? You're trying to remember you've already lost. You need to go back and accept first because nothing's wrong with you. It's so powerful. I, I wish, I mean, I'm so glad I'm talking to you right now, but you know, like eight hours ago, I was in a moment I, and we have them <laughs> in life. Right. Exactly. And, and what you're saying is like, Oh, that would have just, 
I'm going to remember that just because of what I yeah. went through this morning and the struggle of the resistance of it. And um, anyway, yeah, it's so good. And I am okay. And it wasn't anything huge. I'm not trying to yeah. alarm anyone out there, but it, it just, you know, I just had a moment. So anyway, I well, love- well, well, one, more, one more thing on that, Ray. You know, it's, we're still human beings and we're going to have feelings. When something happens, it could be a negative thing or even a bad thing. It's okay to have a bad reaction, right? That's yeah. normal. I mean, we're never going to get, we're not trying to get rid of our feelings. But the problem is when you have a reaction in the present moment, that's feeling, that's human. You'll never get rid of that. But when you start taking that feeling into time, into the future, or you're remembering in the past, that's when you start creating an emotion that causes suffering. So it's okay to be a human and have feelings. But when you're hanging onto an emotion that doesn't serve you, that's where the problem comes in. I'm raising my hands to that. Let me tell you, <laughs> that right there was so powerful. That, that What you just said, I hope everyone plays it back. Go yeah. back and hear that again. Hear that a couple times. Man, I know I will. That was beautifully said. Man, that's so good. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. And um, the, that was just really powerful. That hit me really in the heart. Okay, so let's do our final thoughts. Okay. I ask you, I say something, you just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Happiness is? Um, let's see, happiness is, so I'll give you kind of a, I'll try and keep it short, but I'll keep it kind of a long version because this is, this is powerful. So okay. there's, a say, there's a saying with that where it says, um, that I learned a few years ago, it says, it was like, how big is the gap between who you are right now and the person that you and God decided was going to show up to this earth? Because the bigger the gap, the more it's supposed to feel uncomfortable. So with that said, if you want to be on point on your mission, um, you don't have to believe in God or anything about but everybody typically feels like they have a purpose, they have a destiny. And the closer you are to what that destiny is on the earth, that's where your pure happiness is. In fact, I'd insert that that's higher than happiness. It's bliss and fulfillment. So if you can get on point on that and find out what that is, and it's not that hard to find out, that's where your pure happiness is. Oh, I love it. And resilience means? Um, resilience. Um, my ego likes that word because it likes to make me feel good, like I'm strong and powerful. But the truth is for your audience, you know, if you're, if you're living your life from your spirit, your soul, um, you don't have to worry about that. You've got everything you need. You just live from that place as, as the leading force in your life. And you're, you're, you're going to be exactly fine where you're at. You got everything you need already. So good. So good. And what is the first thing you notice about people? Well, the first thing I'm trying to notice about people is instead of thinking with my head, I'm trying to feel their energy. So that's something um, I'm working on. But yeah, that's kind of the, my goal on that one. I can feel, I feel like you're very an intuitive person and so I can <laughs> see that. On it. Yeah. And what are three habits that improve life? Um, three habits. I think just the awareness of kind of, like I said earlier, when you're listening to those thoughts in your head, you don't have to identify uh, them as you. So awareness is one. The other thing is taking full responsibility for everything that's happening in your life. Not necessarily what happened, but your reaction. If you take full responsibility, then you have the power to change it. You don't have to wait for something outside of you to change first. And then the third is, you know, go to your higher power, whatever that may be for you, nature, the universe, God, whatever you call your higher power, because your higher power will magnify and multiply what you are into something greater. And if you could have lunch with anyone, whether they're alive or not, who would that be? Well, I just go right to the top and go with God. But uh, yes, <laughs> if, if it wasn't God, I'd probably say, I think that I, could, I could have a good conversation with Mary, the mother of Jesus. Oh, wow. Definitely. Yeah. That would be very enlightening. 
And when you die, how do you want to be remembered? Uh, I just want to live my purpose. You know, I want to be able to touch someone, change the direction of their life, um, give them something that's going to make their day brighter and maybe take them further. Um, I don't know that they need to remember it came from me. Um, I don't really care about that part, just as long as they can take it with them and, and uh, get some little joy in their life. That's so great. So selfless. And at the end of the day, life is? Life is the biggest, most wonderful opportunity that you'll never realize and comprehend while you're on the earth. It's just, um, it's not about the everyday thing. It's living from your essence, living from your soul, living from the light that only you could uniquely bring to this world. And when you live from that place, your whole life is different. Oh, man. And, and it is wonderful. And I love the idea of getting to that place. And, and this interview has been wonderful. So thank you again, Dean, for sharing everything. I sure appreciate it. This has been very powerful. Yeah, of course. If people want to hear more, they can go to our uh, Facebook page. It's Back in Charge Mindset Podcast. And we're always posting our uh, podcasts up there. Or you can go on any podcast platform and listen. If they kind of like the stuff I'm talking about, I talk a lot about it. So uh, it's something that resonates with me. So it's not for everybody, but uh, if they like it, that's the uh, they may find some stuff there. Awesome. And I will list that in my Facebook group where I post your um, podcast so they can. Perfect. Would you like them to get a hold of you or just go to your podcast? Either way. Yeah. They can message us or if, if they want help, I can uh, encourage them on some stuff or, but yeah, definitely. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Everybody out there, keep making the optimistic choice.